Hi filmmakers, Jason Brubaker with Film Making Stuff where we show you how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. I'm talking to you from sunny Southern California and I'd like to welcome you to the show. Today, I wanna to specifically address a reader's question wrote in uh, with, with some thoughts on self-distribution. Let me go ahead and share this with you. Um, uh, this gentleman writes, I guess I'm just not one to go out and self-distribute. I'm in this mindset that movies that are self-distributed uh, are done that way because nobody with any real backing wants to do anything with it, right? So, so it writes in with that idea, and and don't get me wrong, I've uh, you know I've been talking about self-distribution for a long time. I mean, heck, if you think about the tagline of this podcast, how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman, what I'm really describing is self-distribution or DIY uh, distribution. And the reason I, I kind of you know took on that focus is twofold. One is when we released our first film back in 2006, um, that was a time when there were still some video stores out there. And we would meet with these distributors that wanted to pick it up. And the conversation went something like this. And I'm going to use a really stupid voice. Um, I don't know why I use this voice, but but I'm trying to make a distinction between you know my own monotone voice and the distributor. So hear me out for a second. We'd have this meeting and the distributor would say, hey, sonny boy, give us your film. Give us all the rights to your film and we're going to get you into the video store. And then we'd be like, well, great. How much money will we make? You're not going to see too much money whatsoever. You'd be lucky if you see anything. But I'll tell you what you will see. When you walk into that video store, you're going to see your film on the shelves. Okay, so that was mere validation, empty promises of, of some sort of gratification that would come from seeing our own film in the video store shelves. And I get that, right? That, that was seductive. That was really awesome. But it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, it, it didn't make any business sense. It, it wasn't going to help me pay rent. It wasn't going to help me avoid, you know, having a, a day job that I didn't want. So, so therefore, that distribution deal made absolutely no sense. The other thing that was happening around that time is, is there were a lot of these streaming platforms that were starting up. Bandwidth is, was starting to get a lot less expensive and the infrastructure was beginning to get to the point where it could support major motion pictures going through people's you know, lines digitally. So we saw what happened in the publishing industry. We saw what happened in the music industry. And I put two and two together and figured, well, heck, it's only a matter of time until everything goes digital in the motion picture industry. And sure enough, fast forward you know, a decade and here we are. Yet at the same time, there's many filmmakers that write me with the, and I, and I don't want to point out this gentleman, like, you know, there's many filmmakers that write me very similar emails. Like, why am I always talking about self-distribution? What, what's the deal? And, I, and I'll tell you what it is, you know. Um, here's what I've learned in, in working both as a filmmaker and working on the distribution side. Ironically, the films that get the best distribution deals these days don't necessarily need a distributor to be successful. And, and let me give you some reasons to back that up. One, uh, most distribution companies have a very small staff. It, you know, unless it's a major motion picture dis distributor or one of like the mini majors, you're looking at a lot of you know mid-level distribution companies with a staff of less than 25 people, right? And a lot. And then the other reason is a lot of these distribution companies that that are understaffed, um, they're picking up 15 to 20 titles per month, right, or more. So you're telling me that you know a distribution company with a staff of 20 people is picking up 20 titles, you know, how, how much love are they going to be able to give your film, right? Now a lot of these distributors promise you that if 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 you work with them, they're going to help you, 
get a really awesome launch around your film. They're gonna they're gonna work to get you special placement in all the platforms and all that kind of stuff, right? Which is great. It's a fantastic way to launch a film. But then the big question is what happens on month number three when the honeymoon period ends with you and your distributor and now your film is buried under 59 other titles, right? Because if they're picking up 20 titles a month and it's month number three, that's 20, 40, 60, you're one of the titles. So there's 59 other titles that your film's competing with. Or worse, you know, uh, what happens month number six? Or what happens, you know, three years into this, right? When the honeymoon period ends, you're still in the deal with the distributor for the next five to seven years. In some cases, you're in a deal with a distributor for 15 years, uh, depending on what rights they took. And, and so most distributors after the honeymoon period are actually relying on the filmmakers to go out there and hustle. And, and that's why you see a lot of these filmmakers that are getting good distribution deals. They're usually filmmakers that are very entrepreneurial, that aren't afraid to go out there and really, you know, really work some angles to, to make some sales. A lot of these filmmakers have a following. Uh, they're out there shouting from the rooftops. And again, distributors want to work with them because that filmmaker is doing all the hard work. And, and so, you know, the irony is to make your film profitable after the honeymoon ends, you're still going to have to go out there and hustle. You're still going to have to go out there as if your film was self-distributed. Now, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of good distributors out there. And if you get one, you know, more power to you. But I talk to so many filmmakers that don't get the best distribution deals that when they sign the deal, you know, just like I'm describing, their film kind of falls into quiet obscurity in, in the distributor's catalog. And every once in a while, they might make a TV sale or do something where you, where you get a little bump. But keep in mind that the only way you're going to get paid is after all the expenses that the distributor is putting forth to market your film are recouped. So you get the marketing expenses, you got the encoding expenses, and and if you don't watch it, you know you may you may very well get lost in creative accounting, and you may never see a dime. And and that you know you don't need me to tell you that. Go to any film festival and talk to a veteran filmmaker that's had some distribution deals, and they will echo a very similar story. So. So think about it this way. The honeymoon period ends. You're locked in a deal for 5 to 7 to 15 years. And you're out there hustling because now your film, you know, is yesterday's news to that distributor. And here's the deal. For everything that you're doing in your hustle, right, every dollar you make, you're giving up 20 to 30% of that dollar. And it's your hustle. And you're the only one really doing that work after that, you know, after the honeymoon period ends. So, again, I want to repeat, you know, I work with a lot of distributors that are fantastic and, and I have worked, you know, as both an employee and also um, a colleague with, with quite a few really, really good people working in the distribution business. But at the end of the day, regardless of who you're working with, I guarantee you that nobody, nobody you work with is going to care about the success of your film more than you. Nobody. And so, you know, you have to really decide when you're making your film or when you're ready to go to the distribution or if you're in the festivals right now or if you're looking for a distributor or if you're looking for a sales agent or producer's rep, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know, what's your strategy? What's your strategy for being successful with your film independent of any distributor coming along? Because if you can, you know, come up with that strategy and, and it's really simple, just to answer this big question, how many units do you have to sell in order to break even? Other question, what are you going to do to do that? Right? If you can answer that and have concrete answers to that, 
suddenly you're super powerful, you're super independent, and you're gonna find that more and more distributors are attracted to you, but now you have some leverage. So I'm always, always, always promoting the idea of coming up with a self-distribution plan that you can control right out of the gate. Even if you want a traditional deal, you should still know how your film is gonna be marketed, promoted, and sold in the marketplace independent of any distributor because this is going to give you leverage if you actually want a traditional deal. But I guarantee you too, is if you go through that homework, uh, anytime you have these conversations, you're gonna think twice about taking on one of those deals. Anyway, I digress. Um, if you like this sort of, you know, for lack of better terminology, topic, uh, if you like the idea of coming up with your own self-distribution plan so you can have some leverage, uh, and you don't have to be dependent upon any distributor to come along and give you validation. Um, make sure you head on over to getfilmdistribution.com. Getfilmdistribution.com. Uh, I think you'll enjoy that resource a lot. Anyway, again, I'm Jason Brubaker with Filmmaking Stuff. As always, take action and make your movie now.